12 months in a year, 30 years. So what is that? 360 monthly payments, almost like a house payment or yep. income on a month-to-month basis for a budget. I'm willing to let 360 months almost hold me back from the call of God. Huh. Yeah. Well. And so, but it was that moment to be like, do I trust God 360 times? Yeah. Yeah. And what does God say? Fear not. And, and we could apply that to total of 65 or so times oh. in scripture. Yeah. It's a day or almost like, wow, for the income of our job that holds us back, maybe from, and I'm all about being wise and sturdy totally. yeah, and, absolutely. And, and making sure it makes sense for our families, our wives, our children. But in, in my case, it was just like, wow, I need to hear that every month. Fear not. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Community and Purpose podcast. We are so grateful that you're with us. Once again, today, we release an episode every other Thursday, and so we are excited to be back with you wherever you're at. Hope that you are doing incredibly well. As always, we believe that the intersection of community and purpose is where the good life is truly found. And uh, we've got a privilege today to sit down with my buddy, Josiah, and uh, just pumped to have you with us today. Josiah is uh, an amazing guy. We've, uh, we're like accidental friends. Like I, I feel like I feel like that's the best way to describe it. Our paths just crossed uh, a couple of different times in different uh, ways and different spaces. Found ourselves in Atlanta randomly at the same conference uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and uh, yeah, just really have loved uh, your heart, you and Micah's heart uh, for for young adults. You guys run an organization uh, called Young Adults Today, and uh, you just released another book. So you're an author. You're like. You're like a big deal in my world. Like, man, you are living the dream and uh, just so pumped that you'd come in. Uh, but how are you doing today? Awesome. I'm doing great and uh, pumped to be with you. Anytime I get to hang with you is a privilege. It's special. And I've listened to Community and Purpose. And so yeah. thinking about maybe somebody driving, listening to their headphones, working out, commuting at yeah. work on a lunch break, doing something. But a vision in their heart and uh, praying we add value. To yeah, them. absolutely. I love it. It's uh, tell me when we talk about community and purpose, we talk about that it is doing things that matter being your purpose and with people that matter being your community. So the people that you surround yourself with. And so like, just start off, man, like, tell me, just say who you are, like, what are you doing? Like, what is your purpose? What do you feel like you are like called to do on this planet? And then who do you do it with uh, just to kind of get us started? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Our journey, my wife, Micah and I, this June actually celebrates six years That's awesome. of our wedding anniversary. So excited, a lot to celebrate. We've got, I'm a girl dad. Okay. So at the time of recording this, we have a three-year-old daughter, Aurora, and an almost two-year-old daughter, Avalon. And man, when you, when you talk about like, what's our call, the great work, doing yeah. purpose, um, it is really reaching young adults in our world today mm. and equipping churches and leaders to do the same. So right now that expresses itself through a nonprofit ministry called Young Adults Today, like yeah. you said off the top. And our vision or our, our reason for existence, even our mission statement comes from Psalm 145.4 which says that one generation will tell the next generation yeah. of the mighty acts of God. Incredible. And for me, Austin, that is what it is all about. Yeah. It is all about the faith of the next generation, specifically 18 to 30-year-olds. And what are young adults looking for? Maybe you're in a college campus setting. Maybe you're um, a young professional. You might be in the military or starting a family. Yeah. There's so many 
decisions that we make during the four years of kind of that university moment or college age experience, um, becoming a young professional. And we want to park our lives at that intersection of 18 to 30, because just take 18 to 22 for a second, those four years of decision-making really solidify the person that you're going to become the next 40 years and beyond. Yeah. And so it's kind of like concrete. Yeah, for sure. So the cement, it it mixes as a powder and you can mold it, you can shape it. And as, as people were like this, like the likelihood that somebody would change their worldview after age 30 is less than 4%. Yeah. Wow. So your likelihood of giving your life to Christ is 96% of people do that by the time they're 30. Yeah. You, you can bust up concrete, right. but you just kind of need a jackhammer after it's yeah. set. Yeah, it's more painful at that point. For sure. Yeah. And so I think for me, for us, it's just like providing three things, relationships, resources, and rallying points. It's like, what do young adults need? What do church leaders need? We've really targeted it on its kind of three things. Um, relationships. Life is not, that's your community piece. That's with great people. And we see it in Proverbs. Walk with the wise, you'll grow wise. A companion of fools suffers much harm. Very beginning, God said that it's not good for us to be what? Alone. Alone. And so I look at the Psalms, how beautiful it is when people live together in perfect unity. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of garden city idea is not, Utopia isn't ourselves on an island. That sounds great yeah. for maybe an afternoon, right. a, a day off, but it's like our, our day-to-day life is that whole community and purpose thing. And so it's it's the relationships that we actually believe that relationships, friendships, like I think of you and I right now, this can last a lifetime. Yeah, And I believe this with all my heart. I met a, another great friend 10 months ago, hmm. 11 months ago. Yeah. Waited my whole life for a friend like that. Yeah. I think I might meet the next best friend that I've ever met this year. Yeah. 2023. Why not now? So yeah. relationships have the the possibility to last a lifetime. Resources. I mean, we're passionate about things like content creating, mm-hmm. books, blogs, um, podcasts, resources that can be game changers for people. Obviously, information without community doesn't always lead to transformation when you right. when you pair those two of in our our verbiage of relationships and resources it can be transformational for people and then i think our heart is to create spaces yeah rallying points for young leaders can be a leader conference coaching communities i know you do a lot with apex and cohorts and stuff yeah. like that um, but even weekend retreats or things that a young adult could come get away from the buzz and ring and ding in a little bit yeah, and uh, focus and center their hearts on God and yeah. godly community. And so, I mean, that's the super high level overview of like, what is the great work we're doing? It's, yeah. it's pretty much that. That's incredible. And you get to do it with your wife, which I think I is, that's a really <laughs> unique space. You know, like I think that um, there's just such so many different dynamics to marriage. And like, you look at like, some people are like, yeah, like, we work really well together. It's kind of yin to the yang, you know? Mm -hmm. And like Mm -hmm. when I watch you two interact, it's so cool to watch the way that you two um, kind of just fulfill this purpose um, in the same way, but in totally unique ways. You know, I think it's a beautiful picture of marriage when you say like, yes, we've come together and we're one unit, but we're two individuals making up that singular unit. 
Mm. And so I've loved watching you two. Uh, I got to come and serve at one of your events a couple of months ago and like uh, see, see you guys in action. And like, it's just incredible to watch you. Cause I think, I don't think there's a ton of marriages that are wired mm-hmm. to work as closely together as you two. And so I love hearing that. I love that you're a girl dad. Yes. Um, that's amazing, man. When we, whenever we get together, I feel like you tell me something else that's great about being <laughs> a girl dad and, you know, seeing you guys on social media running around, they're just, they're super cute. And so, Thanks, um, that's, uh, that's incredible. I, uh, when I listened to you talk, I, I couldn't agree anymore about mm-hmm. this idea of the, the space in our lives that is just the fertilest soil um, to, to concrete in, to solidify who we are as people. I mean, I am a product of that. I was, Same. I felt called to ministry when I was a kid um, and somebody had put that calling on my life and I felt it and I knew that it was there. And I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. Like, I want to do anything other than that. I want to make a ton of money. I want to be this like big, you know, successful CEO type of guy. Um, and uh, so went to college and was going to pursue construction management wow. and actually went that direction. And it was because of a college ministry, a guy wow. named Tim took an investment in me Wow. and he talked to me about what it looked like to follow Jesus. And not just to what I call fire insurance, not just I don't want to go to hell type of deal, but to actually say, like, what does it look like to live in relationship with with the Lord, like day in and day out? And when you say concreted in, I mean, we literally are sitting here today. I've been a pastor for 15 years, and I honestly can attribute it back to standing on his shoulders, Mm -hmm. uh, learning about what it looks like to actually follow Jesus. And so, like, the statistic of 96% of people are going to make a decision to follow Jesus by the age of 30. Yep. Like— what an amazing calling way. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's something like, it's one thing to know that it's another thing to change the course of your life mm-hmm. and to say, this is the calling of my life that the Lord has put on me wow. that you and, and Micah have done. And so, man, I am, I'm just like, it's so easy to cheerlead for you guys. Wow. Like just love what you're doing, love what God is doing, love the calling, because I believe that it is just like, it is fertile soil. And so I absolutely, I absolutely love it. So I'm so pumped that you're here uh, today and love what you guys are doing. Um, I wanted to ask you when it comes to this, this purpose, when you talk about creating resources, yeah, I think oftentimes it's, uh, I mean, you've written books. And so mm-hmm. I, I have on my bucket list to write a book at some point. And I I just think that like I I open the document and I stare at the cursor blinking on the screen. Um, And that's like probably the hardest space, the blank Mm -hmm. space, Uh, but also this idea of content creation. How do you keep producing content? How do you uh, continue to keep it fresh? How do you keep excited about creating resources, especially in this day and age when resources are flying off the shelves and their, uh, their, their shelf life is like nine minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah. it's like, well, this is so like poignant to today, but like next week it's like, well, that was great. And I live this, I mean, I'm, I preach. Yep. So like literally I get done preaching on Sunday and like I walk off the stage and usually Jordan is standing there and she's like, well, time to start it over. And she makes like this whirlwind symbol with her hand. I'm like, well, that, that one's done blank slate Monday morning. And so like, how do you guys keep it fresh? What do you, what do you look for? How do you find your felt needs? How do you look for uh, what adds value to people? Isn't it so true how it's like, um, <laughs> James, the half brother of Jesus, he talks about like, psh, life is but a mist. Yep. It's like a, a breath and and then it's gone. It's yeah. Our lives are even that short. So huh. it makes sense when you think about books or blogs or podcasts, sermons, all of it, that it, it does have a short shelf life. Yeah. And, um, I think for me, 
the drawing board has always been a burden. It's mm. always been a, a burden, anguish, vision, felt need, problem to solve. And then it's kind of like the scientific method, hypothesis. What if this led to yeah. a different outcome? And I think the first book I ever wrote was for a capstone project in grad school. So started in 2016 sometime, cranked it out May, May 1st, I think 2017. So six years ago. Okay. My mom just texted me that. She's like, I just saw a memory on Facebook, but... I, my first book was called Debtless, Helping Students Take on Less Debt. Came from a burden working yeah. with so many young adults who would graduate college and have one, two, three, or $400,000 in student loans. Yeah. And they felt like it was the chains, handcuffs, backpack of burden holding them back hmm. from their dreams. Yeah. And so we believe Acts 13, 36, which it talks about King David, instead of David in Acts that... Um, when he had, you know, like he fulfilled the purpose that God had for him and his generation. Yeah. And that's possible for me. It's possible for you. It's possible for our listener today. And I think that so often though, in 2023, what can hold us back or unleash us is stewardship, the yeah. debt load, hmm. the, the, the disposable income yep. load that um, it's like debt can just derail dreams, delay Absolutely. dreams, but it's like right financial stewardship can really be that pathway to unlock. So I, I come back to why I talk about that. It's like, well, this was a problem to solve. So then that message actually isn't for young adults. It's not even for college students. It's for high school students and their parents. Let's huh. catch them while they're yeah. young. So then, right, like a lot of our books, blogs, podcasts lately have been on the faith of the next generation, young yeah. adults today. So we feel with all of our being that our white hot why on planet earth, part of our reason for existence, uh, it's like we need to ring the bell mm. to church leaders to say, what about young adults? Yeah, And for young adults to say, there's a, a plan, there's a mission, there's a purpose, yeah. and there's a community that awaits you. And, um, so, so then like our process is working ahead. Yeah. I do not work well under a deadline, nothing mm. motive. It's, it's the, <laughs> it's the catch 22. Cause it's like nothing motivates right. even me like a deadline, yep. but nothing unlocks my creativity. Like having a bank of three months yeah, podcast that yeah. are done, yep. recorded, edited, bulk scheduled. And there, there's one that went out this morning while I was driving here. Yeah. And yep. I didn't need to think last night, what are we putting out? Right. We made that decision three months ago. Yeah. So I also will bring up, there's a podcast, Ask Pastor John and Tony Renke hosts it locally here. And he just asks John Piper, brilliant author, theologian, yep. questions about anything. Yeah. And uh, they came up to celebrate their 1500th episode of the Ask Pastor John podcast. So like something like seven wow. or eight years. And he's also written 70 or 80 books. Yeah. He's like 75 and some change years old. It's incredible. And he's preached every Sunday for how many years? Yeah. And they, Tony asked him like, what was your kind of like, how did you do it? How do you hmm. write? How do you, because then he's got Desiring right. God, the, the biggest blog in Christendom. He's got three or five of the top 100 in Christianity and spirituality podcasts, yep. Tony Rinke was like, how do you do it? And he said seven things that I'm sure were all mind bending. But for me, the one that set me loose, Austin, the one that set me free 
was make peace with imperfection. Yeah. So good. So for the content creator who wants to be a photographer and do weddings, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. And it's kind of this Malcolm Gladwell principle of 10,000 hours. Right. You become an expert. Yep. I'm a long ways away from being an expert yeah. on blogging or writing books or podcasting, but it's reps. I think yeah. so much of it is muscle memory, the discipline. Yeah. Um, and then finding your own process. For me, like I could talk about um, the books or blogs or especially podcasts. It's like I always start most things with that blank page. Yeah. And then we've all been there with like writer's block. Yeah. Maybe it was even in school. You got a paper and it's due tomorrow and it's yep. six pages. Writer's block. Start with a question. Hmm pause, walk away. Yeah. And then it's almost like your subconscious answers that question as Christ followers believe that, man, we pray about that. We invite the Holy spirit into the creative process and all of a sudden answers. And then gosh, okay. We're talking about mental health. Okay. How can we help young people who are on a a journey with anxiety? Hmm. Okay. Do you think there could be three or five bullet points that then could each become a paragraph of a blog or a chapter of a book that could really help people focus on the hope that's found in Jesus, Mm. the peace that passes all understanding, the thought life that our our life is a battle. Like, don't you know there's a war on? Right. Out for your mind. So we need the helmet of salvation. We're guided by the, okay, how does prayer? Could we research even some psychology studies outside yeah. of scripture that that document maybe the the benefits associated with prayer or you mm. talk about the power of community and yeah. all of a sudden we've got a five point yeah. sermon or blog paragraph or a five chapter book yeah. ebook on mental health or anxiety yeah. and then well gosh do you have any story of deliverance or overcoming yeah. as as god healed you or set you free is there a passion point for you so I don't want to get caught in the weeds, but that's how we approach yeah. content creation. Is- no, I think that's amazing. I mean, it's incredible to think through. I think so oftentimes you set this deadline yep. and you say like, book is due yep. May 1st. Yep. And one of the things that I have found is, is when you talk, what I talk about is that space. It's that, it's the, it's you put it in the crock pot, <laughs> you know, like I think Marinate. that oftentimes, you know, you let it marinate in it's in all of the juice. And like, that's like where the best stuff comes from because it's, and it only starts with artificial deadlines. Mm-hmm. I mean, Craig Rochelle talks about artificial deadlines all the time and anything he talks about with leadership and just saying like, for me, the sermon is due Sunday at 9am. Yep. That's when it's due. And I could write it at 5 a.m. Sunday morning wow. and work for four hours and get it to 9 a.m. It's terrible. Yeah. Like that would be terrible. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't sleep at all. Mm-hmm. It, like I would, it would just be awful. And so creating an artificial deadline to say like, I'm going to throw it in the crock pot by Thursday afternoon um, and I'm going to leave it there until, and it's going to be done and ready. And I'm going to let it soak and marinate for a couple of days. All the while, it's also been in the hopper for three months. Exactly. You know, we planned the series out three months ago and created the headline. So I love that. I feel like there's such a richness in the marination and like just giving it space because we are just wired to cram. Yeah. We're, we're wired for yeah. microwave. Yep. Like just like jam it in the microwave, 30 totally. seconds, it's hot and ready to go, but it's terrible. You know, like it's just nobody actually wants to eat that way. And so I love that. I love that idea, that process. And I think it's, it's cool to think because- in the Christian world, I think a lot of times we get caught up in the space of saying, like, it's just like, just, just let go and let God. Mm-hmm. 
like, well, he'll just do what he's going to do anyway. So like, and and it gives us an excuse to not prepare. Wow. It gives us an excuse to not actually do the work and put things in and actually put together a strategy. All the time. I like to say like, Jesus was one of the greatest strategists that ever lived. Yeah. There's a reason he sent them out two by two. There's a reason he picked these places. There's a reason he did his ministry around the Sea of Galilee. It was the hub of where everything was happening. Like he, like strategy is everywhere. He didn't just fly by the seat of his pants and he was God. Yeah. You know? And yep. so like, I love hearing that. And I think reiterating um, just the importance of actually having a plan. Like just because you have an incredible calling and purpose doesn't mean that you should just like walk around aimlessly and just walk through any door that shows up. You can put together a plan um, so yeah, when's your false deadline for the book? Oh man, you're calling me out right now. <laughs> Look at you go. Um, false deadline for the book. It's, it's something that started probably in 2017. Wow. Um, I went to a conference and they said to me, what is the one thing that you feel like you would love to do that maybe you, you, that you don't think you'll ever accomplish. Mm. And I wrote down, write a book. And so uh, I don't know that I have one. Uh, that's a, that's a great challenge. Like I, Honestly, like I haven't probably thought about it in, in probably six months. I have a document that has titles written on it, um, and different like areas. I think the one that's brewing in me, um, that, so I get a sabbatical every year. Our church blesses me with a month off every July. Beautiful. Just like an incredible investment in our family and my leadership and longevity. Um, and I've considered writing, um, I don't know if it's going to be this summer, but I'll, uh, I'll put together something specific because I think that one of these Julys, I'm going to write something. The one that's brewing in me is the power of words. When I meet with my mentor, he closes wow. our time together. Um, every single time he says, Austin, you're a good man and I'm proud of you. And I just think like the words I'm proud of you is a book. I just think that we're living in a generation that's so lacking in Mm. people feeling like what they do, they're proud of. We're living in a shame-ridden environment. And so I'm thinking that there's a book that's going to come out of that. So that's at the top of the list right now. So... Let's uh, let's do an artificial deadline. Let's do the end of uh, next July. Let's uh, just 24. like I'm, I'm gonna speak that out out of 24. Um, I'd like to have something written and uh, maybe putting in. We'll see what the release date is. But oh my goodness, this That's is what crazy. I love about you. Is like just the just like the hey, let's let's actually do it. Let's actually get out there and go for it. I think it's it's one of the beautiful things about community mm-hmm. is that I think that there are people like what I love about our friendship is yeah. that uh, that you are willing to say the thing and call out the thing and just like boldly say like well what's what's your plan for that? Because it's so easy to talk about it. And so, I mean, I even just appreciate that uh, in the moment. Um, I wanted to hear about, uh, you mentioned that you're an author, that you write books. Um, You just literally in the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. came out with a book called Equip the Saints. And um, we, the conference that I went to with you um, was the same title, right? Wow, that's right. And so like we came in and we talked about what does it look like to equip the saints? And so all of the speakers, um, everything was about equipping the saints. And what I loved about the perspective um, was that you were talking about people who were, um, again, in this like gelatinous concrete, Mm -hmm. uh, the beginning phases of what does it look like for you to know that you are a saint in the works Mm -hmm. that you are moving forward. And so tell me a little bit about the book. Where did it start? Um, Who is it for? What are you hoping comes out of it? When even just thinking about like you were such a purpose filled person um, and then just book, I think immediately creates community. There seems to be a rally point around titles, around subject matter. And so obviously there's a community of young adults that are a part of this, but uh, tell me a little bit about Equip the Saints. So picture uh, US Bank Stadium. 
I went there for the playoff game and I'm sad that it was only one playoff game. <laughs> yes, you're, but we're not going to go there at <laughs> that pain point. I'm a Vikings fan. I think you are. Oh, so, absolutely. So, Die so. hard, unfortunately. Um, okay, so picture U.S. Bank Stadium holds like 60,000 and some change. Huge stadium. Uh, and picture, you know, 28 guys on the field yep. or, or something like that yep. who all need a rest. Hmm. And then there's 60,000 people who need some exercise. Yeah, And I think of raising up an army in the next generation means less consumption, more creation, less spectating on the bench, more getting in the game to play. And so um, I think of even our church model so often when pe- when I say church, instead of thinking of the people of God, we think of the building totally. and a service yep. and a worship team of six or 16 and a speaker or two yep. and a message and then a donut, coffee, and yeah. see you again next week. Right. And uh, I, I love <clears throat> church. I, I love teaching, preaching, we love worshiping, all of those things. And I just think our life was created for the other six days a week as well. 100%. And the other 23 hours, you know, so the other, what about the 167 other hours of the week? And it's like work and family and parenting and or dating or whatever life has your assignment in, in your lane. And so equip the saints is a message that we literally see Paul tell the church at Ephesus in Ephesians four, chapter, chapter four, verses 11 and 12. And he talks about some are called, you talk about calling, there's going to be some who are apostles, others who are prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. Some call it the fivefold ministry. Others have added maybe the sevenfold ministry, but there's, there's some, let's just title it as leaders, right? Or servants. Some are going to be called to serve. And what is their role? To equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Yeah. So I love it. The language that the porch young adult ministry uses, they say we do ministry through people, not to people. I love what Louis Giglio says. He says that the church has always been designed by God, not to be built on the talents of a few, but on the sacrifice of many. Yeah. So this is the message of Equip the Saints. And what I'm really pumped about this project is it's the Young Adults Today resource. Mike and I's name is not on the cover. Hmm. We called eight other friends and said, hey, would you contribute a chapter yeah. into our book? Wow. And so it's a Young Adults Today resource. There's like 10, 11 authors and contributors. Amazing. There's a gal who works for Target Corporation amazing, talented graphic designer who designed the, the cover. Yeah. And it, it visually illustrates the language of equipping the saints. And so who's it for? It's for the Christ follower yeah. t- to be equipped, uh, to say, like, are you a saint? It's to say, let's, as it's for the leader who's like, okay, maybe you're feeling burned out. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. I am there sometimes. I've been there. Had a board meeting last night where I told our board, I said, there's moments where I feel exhausted. There's moments where I feel overwhelmed. And one of our guys on our board goes, well, you remind me of the disciples who had seen Jesus feed 5,000 people, who had seen the calming of the storm, but still thought that they were going to die or not be provided for. I'm like, oh, that's me. And, And we are these beautiful people who are messy, Hmm. in progress, imperfect. And so the message of Equip the Saints is like, 
um, our friend John o. Gates. He's an evangelist. And he said, what if we did less talking at people and more listening to people? Yeah. Meeting where they're at. Yep. Our friend Katie Helgerson, she um, is from Connecticut and she does these charcuterie boards. Yeah. And we did that yeah, at we the did. conference. Incredible. And it was like acts to community and radical hospitality. So her chapter is like the art of hospitality, hmm. um, reclaiming the table. I think that other people talked about Gen Z and yeah. the exile generation, but the bottom line of the message of Equip the Saints is you're called. There's an assignment for you and yeah. we can co-create with God. There is Incredible. a lane, an assignment, and we hope that at the end of the day that churches, pastors, leaders, Christ followers are equipped for, like Timothy Keller says, every good endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's incredible. I think it's uh, I think it's easy to think like when you look at like, yep, young adults today put this out. And like it's so interesting to think like, like, yeah, what we're doing is we're drawing a line in the sand for this generation, but we're drawing a line in the sand because there's generations that have come before them that have forgotten exactly. this message. Wow. That, that are also in need of that. Like, they're, like our generation and our parents' generation is also in need of the understanding that they are still called. Yep. They still have a significant pur purpose. And I, I spend time with retired folks quite exactly. a bit. And just to think like, actually, God's not done with you. And he's actually not like putting you out to pasture. Mm -hmm. Like he's not like just saying like, well, you worked hard and now you're 66 and a half. And like, you know, and I'll, I'll ride off into the sunset that God is still like working and saying like, we, I still have a purpose for you. Yeah. And like, you are still being equipped to do the work of the kingdom. And so like, I, I feel like it's, it's easy to say like, oh, young adults today, like, well, I don't need to read that book. Like, you know, it's not for me. And yet I just think it's, it's young adults of every generation that we yeah. are all called to something so special. Well, and some of the coolest feedback I got was from my pastor who did recently retire and his name's Pastor Jerry and he sent me a text and he's already read the book. Yeah. And he said, you know what's crazy about this? It's not just for young adults. 100%. And he has a passion for senior adults. He has a passion for every age group. He goes, this is for my generation. Yeah. The equipping the saints, it's actually for all of us. Yep. Um, but it's just, it happens to be really our our anthem or the bell that we're ringing is the 18 to 30 year old. Yeah. And so, but it applies to all of us. Yeah. It's incredible. I think um, just kind of to wrap up as I'm thinking through kind of what does it look like for you? When I think about a lot of the questions that we get from our listeners is I think that it's sometimes I think people think we like stumbled into this purpose. And like sometimes like some people are just called to a significant purpose. Some people are called to a, a, a big calling and like some people are just authors. Some people are just wired to produce content. Sometimes people are just wired to do these things. And I would say that we are wired to them. But when you think about this idea of, of stepping in, I mean, we did not get into like your story, but you guys took a bold move mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And you stepped out of salary ministry, yep. you stepped out of security, yep. and you stepped out onto the thin ice of young adults today is what I'll call it. Yep. And to say full-time, yep. like, not just me, like, you know, Micah, why don't you keep a corporate job? Why don't you keep doing your thing over here? Or why don't you stay in ministry? Or why don't you mm -hmm. keep doing this thing at the church? 
and like I'm going to jump off onto this like thin ice. But you said both of us are going to jump out and just go out and trust God in faith to go and do this. And so I think it's easy to sit here and say, like, well, you wrote a couple books and you do a couple conferences and you're all about relationships, resources, and rally points. And like, that all sounds amazing. And like, it just naturally comes to us. So what encouragement, I guess, would you give to the person who is, um, is the single mom? Mm-hmm. Is, the, is the mom who maybe is a stay-at-home mom that the world has said uh, what bothers me more than anything is people say, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Like, or I'm I'm just a board member or I'm just in corporate America yeah. or I'm in the marketplace. What encouragement would you give to people? And then uh, maybe a little bit of your journey just in the fact that you, it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's still challenging. Like you guys aren't living in this place where it's just like up and to the right and everything's just magic. You're dealing with burnout. You're dealing with overwhelm. You're dealing with stress. You're raising two beautiful girls. Like yep. you're also called to be a dad and a husband. Yeah. yeah. Like yep. first you're called to be a follower of Jesus yourself. And then you're called to love Micah. And then you're called to love two little girls. Yep. And then you run young adults today. So what encouragement would you give to the listener who's feeling like, I don't I don't know if I've got something significant. I don't know if I have a great purpose. I don't know uh, what it looks like. And then what, what encouragement would you give to that person to uh, to help them say, um, you know, you do have a purpose. Like you just yeah. said, like everyone has this significant purpose and this meaning. Um, and it's the beauty of the body of Christ. Yeah. Is that not all of us are called to 18 to 30 year olds? If we were all called 18 to 30 year olds, who would take care of the 40 year olds? I know. And so like, what would you, what encouragement would you give to, mm. uh, to that group of people um, who are struggling and thinking like, I don't really know if I've got anything that the world needs. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I'm thinking about Psalm one, one through three. And this is how a beautiful book that I've turned to in times of despair, yeah. in times of seeking God. And uh, kept a journal through the Psalms at different seasons in my life. And I love how this this author, just David, wrote so many of these Psalms. And he's he's musical. Yeah. And he's fighting for his life. He's running for his life. He's fleeing a king. Then he's called to be a king. And then he could take things in his own hands. Just relate to so much of the imperfection. But anyway, he he starts this journey by saying, Blessed is the one who does not... uh, walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or in the in the seat of the company of the mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, meditates mm-hmm. on it day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of living water, which yields fruit in its season yeah. and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. That is a picture of what's possible for anyone in Christ. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, any person in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. So that is that tree that's planted by streams of living water, which is going to yield fruit in season and whatever they do prospers. And so it's like to the mom, your child is going to prosper. To the person struggling to make ends meet financially, God provides and guides and gives direction and hope and purpose and future and life and love and redemption and comfort and peace and a whole host of other things that are found by what staying planted. And I picture our call, you've referenced Mike and I, our mentor um, spoke this into us, like when we were getting married, he said that the shade for the tree grows 
Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I picture us sometimes attempting to abide in the vine, attempting to provide shade for a generation, but it does grow together. Yeah. And that's to your whole purpose of community. Yeah. Community and purpose is like, I looked at Micah, we were driving the other day and I was like, what if we just do great things with great people? Yeah. Amen. And there's room for our table for the person who's questioning or struggling 100%. or wrestling or not sure or has doubt. Awesome. Yeah. Pull up a chair. Like yeah. you're invited and and you don't have to get it all right or figured out. Like yeah. let's journey together. Yeah. And so I think for some of my journey, Austin, is I am driven. I am an achiever. I am passionate. But I remember being 18 and having some career plans or ideas of what yeah. I wanted to do with my life. And a, a series of events um, upset the apple cart. Okay. And I remember having a dream college picked out and I was waitlisted. And at the same time, I went on a mission trip and I was seeking God. And I remember the night before my grad party, okay, people are going to show up tomorrow. Yeah. What am I going to tell them where I'm going? Right. And I didn't have an answer hmm. at my own graduation party. Yeah. And the the place that I was signed up to go to school and the place I actually went a couple months later were different because of that wrestling with God. Yeah. Went to a camp. And I know that that moment, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God gave me an assignment. Hmm. And it was still four more years of wrestling. Yeah. And try, I thought it was going to be youth ministry. And then I discovered like, wow, what about after youth? And that's right. where I found a burden. But even still, it's like for six years, it was serving the vision of a local church, yeah. creating a place for young adults to belong. Then it was on a college campus five years. Yeah. So I think life is seasonal. The jerseys we wear, sometimes it's like Ken Griffey Jr. Okay. Yeah. Well, he played for the Mariners for a little bit, yep. but then he actually switched to the Cincinnati Reds and that's yeah. who he hit his 500th home run with. And so yeah. our lives are like that. You might be in this job or then that job. And then it's, it's kind of, you want to transition in a way that no matter what, you could always go back yeah. and not burn any bridges. But um, our journey, even you touched on it, launching Young Adults Today was a huge step of faith. Yeah. We didn't know where the money was going to come from. Right. Even right now, I've got a pretty good idea of what our next month looks like, both financially and with assignments on the calendar. Beyond that, there's a high level and degree of uncertainty. Yeah. Hmm. And isn't that the journey of... What does he say to pray for? Give us today daily bread. our daily bread. Yep. And so um, there's moments where I am like, okay, God, yeah. <laughs> did you bring us out to the wilderness to starve, totally. to die? So, but it is that faith journey. And then there's the miracle moments. Yeah. Huh. And so what I would say is um, for me, it's somebody could look from social media or in and say, oh, you did write a couple books or you got a podcast or you're doing leader conferences. But it's like, there is still so much uncertainty. There is yeah. still so much of the, we don't, I, I love this prayer. I think it's from either Athletes in Action or FCA that put it out. Like, I don't boast in myself. Hmm. I don't believe in my own talent or gifting or abilities. I rely solely on the power of God. Yeah. And so that's where we're operating is from that place of a desperation, a dependence, a delight in God. And I hope that whatever does come, be it meager or modest or yeah. a multitude that, you know what? We're going to delight in God. Yeah. We're going to be desperate for him to move 
and we're depending on him because uh, apart from him, we can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's it's an incredible uh, fit of mental fortitude yeah. to live in that space. Mark Batterson talks about in his latest book, he talks about how it's like, you know, if I'm being honest, like I, I don't want daily bread. Like I want monthly bread. Yeah. Like I want yearly bread. Yeah. You know, and I think that we live in that space where daily bread is actually a calling. Like daily bread is actually something that we wake up and we understand that it comes from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that dependency is such a a beautiful place to to sit in and a a beautiful place to be. Um, I just know like the, I feel like the struggling moments and the uncertain moments, uh, what I would describe them, I I work with wood a lot in my life. I have a wood shop at my house and um, you can make something, they call it laminated wood. And so mm-hmm. they switch the grains back and forth and between yeah. each, every layer, they put glue. And I just believe that the uncertainty is the glue that holds the laminates of life together. Wow. You know, like that is just like, it's the glue in our marriage. Yep. It's the glue with my kids. It's the glue of our ministry. It's the glue of our life because the glue is the dependency on the Lord. So good. And listening to like what you're saying, like so much of us want to say that, you know, like I'm, I'm going to leave this job and I've got this next thing lined up and I've got the 10 year plan figured out. And like, we have not been called to, to make sure that that's the case that, that actually doesn't require any faith to do that. Yeah. You know, like there, there's no faith involved in, in that there's no dependency on the Lord. And so like, I just, I'm, I'm just like, honestly, like proud of you, like listening to your story and listening to the way that you and Micah pursue the Lord. Um, and that you truly are open-handed that you're saying like, come what may. Mm-hmm. You're like, Holy Spirit, come and do what you will. And with your hands open wide, you're willing to take hold of whatever God places in them and, and understand that the things that are placed in your hands, that they're just simply passing through you. Yep. You know, and for you to say like, we're doing ministry through people, not to people. Um, it's just an incredible uh, tribute to you. And so, uh, man, I we could talk all day. Um, because I just, I absolutely love listening to people who are passionate about the Lord, passionate about making a kingdom impact, uh, passionate about allowing people to do it together, to say that you and I can disagree because we do. Everybody disagrees. I don't agree with everything in my, with my wife. Um, Mm -hmm. and so like, there are just disagreements, but to say that no matter how great the disagreement is, you have a seat at my table that you can pull up a chair that will add some water to the soup and we will make it happen, you know, and we worship a God who multiplies yeah, and who multiplies those moments. And so, um, just, I, I love the fact that you have leaned into your purpose. I love seeing you in community man. seeing you at the conference a couple months ago, watching you, uh, roll around the room and love on young adult leaders. And to know that like, man, you are making an investment that you may never see the impact of. Like, I just think there's something so incredible in that, um, the the humility that's required to say that there are people uh, that will meet the Lord and make a decision, 18 to 30 year old people who will make a decision to follow the Lord that will never know your name, but will know the name of the Lord. Beautiful. That will know the name of Jesus. And like, is there any greater calling? You know what I mean? It's like, what an incredible calling that you've been given. And so for you guys to step into it um, and to come on here and to share a little bit of your journey, um, I just, I'm just honored that you'd come and uh, just love our friendship, love that you'd come and spend a little time uh, together with me and get to see you and hang out for a little bit. It's just, a, it's just really a privilege anytime uh, we get together. And so I'll just, I'll just say the plug. He'll never plug anything because he's just, he's that awesome. Um, go pick up a copy. 
Young Adults Today, put it out, Equip the Saints. Um, incredible book. I have it on order. It didn't show up before our time together. Um, so I just saw the post on social media that you're holding it up. But uh, Equip the Saints, I believe that it is a multi-generational book, mm-hmm. that it is something that if you follow Jesus, if you're, if the focus of your life is to make a, an impact for the kingdom, if you want Jesus's name to be known, go pick up a copy of it because there's something in there for all of us to read and to learn and to know. Um, and so I'm just excited about that. Uh, if you know young adults, if you have a young adult pastor, send them to young adults today. Uh, follow Josiah on uh, and Micah um, on social media. All of their information will be in the show notes. Um, and if you have any questions, if you're a young adult leader and you've got questions, you need resources, you're looking for a rally point, you're looking for a relationship, Josiah is your man. I can't endorse him uh, more. Like he just incredibly, you're a real dude. Um, just email us at podcast at apexgathering.com and uh, we will get you guys connected or you can reach out directly to Josiah um, on social media and he'll he'll hook you up, right? Oh my gosh, Austin, it's a joy to spend time together. If I had one closing thought, it's closing the loop on fear. Hmm. Because if I'm gut level transparent for a second, almost was too scared to do the jump. Huh. About a year ago, had to figure out, okay, are we going to do this or yeah. are we going to stick with what we're doing? But we really sense that this is the God dream. And when I boil it all down, this is how I process the decision. Number one fear easily was financially. Huh. It's, it's If you take the money out of the equation, I know that this is what we're called to do. Yeah. The dangerous part is like, okay, we got some mouse to feed and our family right. and et cetera. But I, uh, I did some math, and this is just how the logical side of my brain works. The creative side was unlocked with this is the hope, this is the future, this is the vision, this yep. is the destiny, this is the purpose. But I, I was like, okay, I'm 31. Let's just say for the sake of round number, 61 is retirement. And I don't have plans to retire, but let's just talk about money. Let's talk about career yep. or whatever. This is what I'm fearful of. 12 months in a year. 30 years. So what is that? 360 monthly payments, almost like a house payment or income on a month to month basis for a budget. I'm willing to let 360 months almost hold me back from the call of God. Yeah. And so, but it was that moment to be like, do I trust God 360 times? Yeah. Yeah. And what does God say? Fear not. And, and we could apply that to totally 65 or so times oh. in scripture. Yeah. It's a day or almost like, wow, for the income of our job that holds us back, maybe from the, and I'm all about being wise and totally. stewarding yeah, and, absolutely. And, and making sure it makes sense for our families, our wives, our children. But in, in my case, it was just like, wow, I need to hear that every month. Fear not. Yeah. Don't be afraid. The Lord, your God is with you. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. So it's like, I I guess I might not have spoken to the fear. And I just wanted to close on that note, because if fear is holding you back, Micah asked me this question, like, when did God stop providing for us? Yeah. He he hasn't. He hasn't. So that's my- He uh, continues to do it. And it's it's so easy. Like our, our humanness is so surface level. Like we are at at every moment, we're just skin deep, you know? And like, we talked about daily bread and like this idea of, of like, I want it to be weekly bread or monthly bread or yearly bread even, you know? And so like to know that, like it all filters down to this understanding, this theme seems to be coming up over and over again 
Um, a good friend of mine, um, Adam, he just did a podcast a couple of a weeks ago, and he was talking about the fact that he deals with the same thing. Like, wow. gosh, I don't know if this is going to happen. I don't know if it's going to come through. And his wife looked at him and she just said, Adam, like, when has the Lord not come through for you? Wow. You know, and it's it's absolutely true. And so, like, to say that there's fear, absolutely. But I think that fear is that place where it's just like, man, like, that is what dependency comes from. The flip side of that fear is the dependency and the trust in the Lord. And that's where our firm foundation comes from, is in that space. And so, like, I, I totally agree, man. Making the jump is hard. And yeah. uh, and making it happen, and who knows what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. But ultimately, like, even, even in the future, like, he's still faithful then as well. Yeah. And if this isn't the thing that's long-term, if this isn't 360 months for you and Micah, mm-hmm. maybe it's just 30 months. Yeah. Maybe it's just a couple of years. Who knows what the Lord has in store, but knowing that at this moment, he's called you to climb this mountain. And he has said, I will reveal to you later. I'm reminded of the words when he talks to Abraham. Yep. He says to Abraham, like, go to this place that I will reveal to you later. I'll tell you when you get there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nope, not interested. Yeah. You know, but to know that like in that space to say like, God will continue to reveal that next step and that next that next turn uh, for each and every one of us. And we all live in that space. And so I will say like, if you are, are you, if you're sitting in that space and saying like, fear is crippling you. If you are feeling like you can't take that step um, out of fear, I would say, yes, wisdom, seek wise counsel, go to the Lord in prayer because being frivolous is not being faithful. Exactly. There's a big difference between frivolous and faithful. And so like knowing that this is what the Lord is calling you to, and to say that he might have you planted right where you are right now, and there might not be another mountain to climb right now, he might have you doing exactly what he wants you to do. And so just make sure that it's what the Lord's calling you to. And so, man, I, I've loved this conversation and uh, all of you listeners, I hope that you are doing incredibly well. And I just want to say to you that, that finding things that matter and finding people to do them with that matter um, is so worth it. It never returns void. Hmm. Finding a significant kingdom purpose and doing it with kingdom people to make an impact for the Lord, like it never returns void. Never. So I just want to encourage you, go and do it. Uh, I, I have a friend of mine who says, do the thing. <laughs> if God's put something on your heart, you have a desire to do it, do the thing. Don't say someday, don't say maybe, don't say tomorrow, but make sure and just continue to go and do the thing and make sure that it happens because we just know um, that God does amazing things when we say yes. We can know that obedience is our decision and the outcomes are his. Wow. And so uh, we love you. We're grateful that you'd spend a little bit of time with us today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. 